he's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Woo, boy, that was fun. I just That just pumps my blood every time I hear the fast version. You know what that means? That means we have an extremely packed show. I'm going to give you your first warning right now. Um, Jeff Younger is going to be our guest on um, in the second and third quarter of today's program. And um, if you have any little ears that you don't want to have to do a bunch of explaining to, um, you're getting your warning now. I'll warn you once more before we go out uh, on the break. But uh, Jeff Younger and his uh, uh, what he's been going through with his son um, may not be anything you want to uh, try and explain to your seven or eight or nine-year-old child that's sitting there. So be warned. Uh, today is um, we're going to be touching on some sensitive subjects. So. Let's get to the calendar. Um, today at 5 o'clock out at Bankersmith, uh, we've got Alan West, uh, Raul Reyes, and uh, we have Nubia Divine. They're going to be out at Bankersmith this afternoon from 5 o'clock on, I believe from 5 to 7. And so if you want a chance to ask Alan West, candidate for governor, Raul Reyes, candidate for senator, um, he was just on the air here with, uh, with um, uh, Harley, uh, and so they're going to be out at Banker Smith at 5 o'clock this afternoon. So get out there if you want to do that. Tomorrow, we've got a couple of things uh, to pick from. Hill Country Preppers are having their uh, monthly meeting tomorrow night at Buzzies. We have Stephen Lehman coming on at the end of the program today to give you details about that. Also, Thursday, tomorrow, also, Victor Avila who is a candidate for land commissioner, is uh, going to be at Western Edge Cellars in Fredericksburg tomorrow night at 6.30, um, I believe from 6.30 to 7.30. But the note I got said there was also a band, so you're going to get like a double whammy on that one. And uh, and also, Victor Avila is going to be, he's got a short segment with us next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, Victor will be on the air here. It's just going to be about a 12-minute segment um, because I, I've been telling folks my calendar is filling up even my shorter segments with candidates that want to talk to you. And uh, so, um, Victor Avila, uh, tomorrow Avila tomorrow at 6.30, Western Edge Cellars in Fredericksburg. Also, tomorrow night at 6 o'clock in uh, Fredericksburg is part two of the uh, uh, Young Republicans um, Candidate Forum at Victory Fellowship. That is for local candidates. Um, I would encourage you to go and hear what um, Mr. Jones has to say. He is a candidate for uh, county judge. And um, I, Daniel Jones, uh, in the time I've spent with him, he's getting my vote. Um, I would appreciate it if you would go and give uh, Daniel Jones an opportunity to tell you why you should vote for him as well. There will be some other candidates there. These are all local Fredericksburg elections. So Gillespie County listeners, Fredericksburg listeners, uh, tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, a uh, second chance to meet candidates. Saturday the um, in Liberty Hill, and you'll have to do a little extra work because I don't have a website, I don't have a link. 
I have a phone number for you and an e- actually an email address. So if you're interested in, in attending the Constitutional Sheriff and Peace Officers Association training, um, you're going to need to get in touch with me. The deadline to apply for that class is Friday. It is free for, um, uh, I believe it's free for law enforcement officers. Please forgive me if I get the information wrong. And I also, it is open to any elected candidate, and I believe they're also going to allow non-elected, non-law uh, enforcement in on this one. And everything I've ever heard about this uh, training is um, absolutely mind-blowing. That's at Liberty Hills. So you're going to have to get in touch with me out there. Uh, you're going to have to get in touch with me. Matt at Ranch Radio Group or write the Fredericksburg Tea Party, FBG Tea Party at Gmail, Matt at Ranch Radio Group dot com. Um, and uh, leave me a message, and I will get you all the information you need for CSPOA training in Liberty Hill. So I've got a little bit of, um, oh, we got a little bit of uh, Ben Franklin here. Let's see if I can uh, uh, find a random one. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's a good one. God heals, and the doctor takes the fees. God heals, and the doctor takes the fees isn't that the truth y'all stay tuned we'll be right back with jeff younger and we're going to again a warning if you have some young ears in the room jeff younger is going to use terminology not profane language but language and terminology that you may not be ready to explain to the children in the room so that's your second warning y'all stay tuned we'll be back with jeff younger All right, folks, we are back. Thank you so much uh, for staying tuned. You know, we had Jeff Younger on here a couple of years ago on this program, and um, I just recently, Bob, went in and found the uh, that recording of that interview because I felt that it was important that would, it would go up. And so I've got the uh, old interview with Mr. Younger up on all my podcast sites and uh, right now, uh, Mr. Younger, you are live on the radio. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How you doing? Man, I am doing well. And um, I have to tell you, we I've already warned our listeners that you may use some terminology or some language, uh, not profane language, but you may use some terminology and some language that will um, maybe cause uh, children in the room to uh, ask a bunch of questions that parents or grandparents are not ready to answer. So I want you to be frank with us. Our audience has been warned. Uh, three things I would like to accomplish today, Mr. Younger. I want to. We need for you to basically tell tell us a story. We probably have some listeners, even though we've been following this story in depth for as long as it's been going on. We may have some listeners that don't have any idea what we're talking about. And then I want to talk about what has not happened in the past um, in the legislative session and then where we're going forward. So, Mr. Younger, welcome. Tell us, give us the, the, the basic story of your twin sons. Well, starting around two years old, my ex-wife started trying to transition my son to a girl. 
she began to teach him that he had a boy's brain, a girl's brain and a boy's body. And if your listeners go to YouTube and just search for Mommy Says I'm a Girl, the video went viral. It's, it's on you know YouTube channels all over the world. You can see the first iPhone video I ever took, and it was my son telling me that his mother was teaching him that he's a girl, was putting him into dresses, having him use the girl's bathroom, not letting him stand up to pee, but making him sit down on the toilet and so forth. Um, this escalated uh, to where she eventually began to severely alienate me from my son. She wouldn't let me have my visitations with my son. Um, and she eventually enrolled him in school in Capel, Texas, as a girl. And this happened behind my back, because one of the things I've learned here is that parents in Texas do not have rights to their children's psychological and medical records. You think you have a right to them, but actually, statutorily, you don't have a right to those records. So what happened was the school participated with my ex-wife to transition my son to a girl. So I would take my son to school as a boy, and the teacher would give him a dress. And they would have him use the girl's bathroom. And they would use this girl's name. And all the authority figures in his life were telling him that he was a girl except me there for a period of time. And this went on for about a year before I figured out the school was doing this. They didn't even tell me about it. So I went through the grievance process with the school. The school said that they were not violating my parental rights by transitioning my son to a girl. And then Ms. Georgia was filed to terminate my parental rights. So we went to court. And in 2019, we had a massive trial in the 255th District Court in Dallas County. And at that trial, the world's foremost experts in transgender medicine on both sides of the issue showed up in this little courtroom in Dallas. And I won a huge victory there. I got 50-50 custody, no child support, and I, I got a check on all of her uses of parental rights to prevent her from harming my son. They were able to recuse my judge through a very corrupt uh, process in Dallas County where they actually hired a judge with, with uh, you know, they didn't use judges that were already elected. They hired a separate judge to hear a recusal hearing, got rid of my judge, put me in the most liberal court in Dallas County in the 301st District Court. That judge immediately signed a gag order, which prohibits me from giving any radio interviews. It gives me a lifetime ban on social media. I'm not allowed to make blog posts. I'm not allowed to appear uh, on television. I'm not allowed to appear on podcasts. Um, I'm not allowed to talk about any transgender issue. I'm not allowed to, um, to um, tell you whether my son is a boy or a girl. And the reason they did that is because last session at the legislature, I almost got a law outlawing sex change surgeries on children. Okay. Well, that's probably too much. It took away liability insurance from doctors who perform sex change on surgeries, and that would effectively mean they wouldn't be able to get surgical space to do the procedures. And the leftist establishment in Dallas County was so terrified that I was going to get that law passed in the next session, they put that gag order on me to stop me from lobbying the legislature and to prevent me from running for office, which I'm now running for office in House District 63. So... I just told the judge flat out that it was an unconstitutional order, that since COVID, I don't follow unconstitutional orders or mandates from the government, that I believe that that order is so unconstitutional that I actually do have contempt for the court for issuing it, and that the judge is therefore obligated to give me the maximum jail sentence for criminal contempt 
I, I held up a writ of habeas corpus. I said, I have a writ of habeas corpus. As soon as you put me in the county jail, I will go to the law library and I will file this writ of habeas corpus with the Fifth Appeals District. And we will go there, Judge, and we will see if the appeals court believes you are correct or I am correct. She knew that she would lose because the order is clearly unconstitutional. So instead, on the 31st of July, she uh, took my sons away from me completely on the basis that I was violating the gag order and lobbying the legislature. So uh, I haven't seen my son since the 31st of July. Uh, I, can, I can't. They did give me supervised visitation, but it cost $600 per visit. And my, uh, I'm not allowed to change my son out of address. Um, I cannot talk about any future I might have with my son. I cannot talk to my son about traditional Christian teachings on sexuality and gender. So basically, I can have visitation with my son if I'm willing to abuse him the way his mother is. So I don't go to those those visitations. The the judge has said that she considers that to, to be me abandoning my children, and I expect them to attempt to involuntarily terminate my parental rights in the future on the basis of that. Um, I know that Miss Georgilis is also my, my ex wife is also giving my son James feminizing lotions, which are which are uh, which have uh, artificial estrogens. My son has become noticeably feminized, and she is doing all of that against the court order. She's not allowed to chemically change his, um, you know, change change him in any way. So that's where we are today. Uh, this all started not in the last session, but really in the previous session when I went to to the Senate. Bob Hall sponsored a bill in the Senate, and they blocked it. There was a hearing in the House uh, to to take up a bill to outlaw these procedures as well. But the hearing turned into a giant fiasco with Republicans cooperating with Democrats to bring in a transgender army, which just created so much chaos they canceled the meeting. Mm. I was I was there for that. Um, I've been there the last couple of sessions where you have been up there, Mr. Younger, and I remember that army of, uh, of transgenders that came in. And um, they actually, you know, that's a very, that is a minority within a minority within a minority of the population. And yet, the chairman of these different committees, Republican chairman, um, I, I, oh, I, I've got a name in my head, but I'm afraid to say it, it might be wrong. And then other Republican members of these committees, they are so afraid of that small group of people that they will they will not move these bills forward. Am I is my interpretation of that? Do you think it's fear of intimidation that keeps these guys uh, our Republicans from moving this forward? A one hundred percent. There's a there's a there's a there's a fear of intimidation. The gay mafia is very powerful. Okay, um, and they will come after you, and they don't know any limits. Um. But there's a deeper problem in the Republican Party. The, the entire transgender movement is not funded by Democrats, but it is funded by Republicans. Explain. The Human Rights Campaign, which, if you know, it's the equal sign that you see everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Human Rights Campaign is the largest and most powerful gay and transgender lobbying organization in the world. It's why we have pride flags flying at every embassy uh, in, the, in every U.S. embassy in the world right now. They're that powerful. They are funded by a man, man named Paul Singer, and he is the largest donor to the Republican Party. He's a Republican, and he's the largest donor. 
The child transgender movement is funded by a man named James Pritzker. He now calls himself Jennifer Pritzker. He's an extraordinarily ugly man in a dress. <laughs> and uh, he, he is the third largest donor to the Republican Party. So Republicans are behind the transgender movement. And the largest donors to Governor Abbott, to the lieutenant governor, to Dave Phelan, to all of the establishment leaders in Texas, um, they're all beholden to these big donors <clears throat> who are completely in favor of transgender rights and transing kids. Isn't one of the uh, isn't one of the big donors as well uh, one of the hospital groups um, Genesis, yeah. and they are they are like an inner office within a hospital or something like that, and that hospital is one of Abbott's biggest donors. Am I am I do I understand that correctly? You are correct. Um, the Genesis Clinic is the one in Dallas. Now let me tell you what they're doing. What they're doing is they're closing these clinics down. That's what they're telling everybody. But actually what's happening, I've gone and looked at it very closely. What's happening is they're rolling in all of the activities of the gender clinics into the normal hospital operations. Okay. So now you won't be able to go after the Genesis Clinic. Now you have to go after Children's Hospital itself. And, and, who, and going after Children's Hospital. Boy, what kind of optics is that, huh? Yeah, it, it looks bad, and uh, people don't know that Children's Hospital is complicit in child abuse. They have institutionalized child abuse medicine into the whole framework of, of their uh, medical practice. They have a standard practice of asking parents to leave the room, then they examine children, and they quiz them on whether they're transgender and try to push them into a transgender identity when the parents are outside the room. Is this, is, is, I'm trying to think of motivations behind this other than Satan, all right? Uh, I, I'm trying to, is there, is the money, if these hospitals do these uh, surgeries or uh, prescribe these uh, drugs, uh, is yeah. the money so big that they're willing to sacrifice children for that money? Is that what it is? Yes, I think there's ideological and monetary reasons. The left is very good at monetizing their ideology, extremely good at it. Mm. They make their ideology pay. So they, they've developed this idea that um, they want to eliminate all traditional social distinctions. They want to level the, the ground. They, they literally want to demoralize society, and by that I don't mean to make us feel bad. They don't want to make us feel bad. They want us to be happy. But they, when I say demoralize, I mean they want to remove morals from our society. And when you remove morals from a society, it turns out that people cannot make judgments about real things. You can't make business judgments. You can't make scientific judgments. You can't make political judgments. You can't make judgments without morality. So by demoralizing society, they produce um, a happy population that has been liberated of all distinctions and all limitations on their personal behavior, a society where people don't even think they have any duties. And those sorts of people are very easy to govern with propaganda. Mm. So there's an ideological reason. The financial reason is that every child that goes into those clinics and gets on puberty blockers becomes a $4.5 million lifetime income stream. Wow. Because once you get on these things, you can never get off of them. 
Once you're on cross-sex hormones, you're on them for the duration. So um, we, we need to take a short break, but there's a couple of things I want to bring up. Number one, while, um, uh, you know, you can't have, I was going to say, what's your website? But uh, we're, uh, that may not, uh, you may not have one, but you did mention a video. Mommy says I'm a girl um, to g- go search that on YouTube. I'm sure, surely you have a website as a, for a candidate, right? Because you're a candidate for House uh-huh. District 63. What is that website? Yeah, I recommend I can recommend two sites. If you go into Facebook, search for Save James, and you'll see a little boot logo. That Save James page will give you all kinds of information internationally and in in America about the child transgender issue, and you can stay up to date on my case and other cases in Texas, and and it's very informative. It's run by volunteers. It's a fantastic site. My campaign website is jeffyoungerfortexas.com. Um, you can go there, and I often link off to St. James, and you can learn more about what I want to do about this and how to stop these barbaric practices in the state. All right, jeffyoungerfortexas.com, Facebook, find Safe James, Save James, and there's a boot icon. And then uh, on YouTube, search for Mommy Says I'm a Girl. And one more question before we go to a break. You started out by saying when your son was two years old. You have not updated us. Uh, how old is your son now? He's nine years old now. He's at the point where the medical records show that they had planned to put him on puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones. So this has been going on for seven years. Folks, um, seven years. James, seven years of continuous litigation. I've spent $1.2 million roughly in total economic costs getting here. Ugh. Uh. Okay, Mr. Younger, please stay tuned. Stay with us here through the break, folks. Um, we'll be right back. If you haven't figured it out by now, get get the little ones out of the room. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back with some more questions from Mr. Younger. Folks, we are back. Um, I have on the phone with me Mr. Jeff Younger, um, uh, and uh, we have uh, I've had him on the air before. And if you go to where my podcasts are, you will see the interview we did. Um, oh, I think it was almost two years ago, and uh, I have that posted right now. But I took out all of my opening segment, and it is just the uh, Jeff Younger part of the interview. And I encourage you to go back to listen to that as well as make sure and pass this episode on to your friends and family. So um, save James at Facebook. And um, we have a question, another question that's been left out that is um, that's even scarier. What does your wife do for a your ex-wife do for a living? My ex-wife's name is Ann Georgilis, and she's a pediatrician in Capel. And she's become very active in referring children to gender clinics. A pediatrician. So is that a pediatrician? Is that a is that's a profession that seems like to me and to nearly all our listeners that would be the last profession to get in bed with the LGBTQ mafia. And and you're telling us that's not true. How do you know how common it is across pediatricians to have this attitude? And should parents here in the hill country who 
take their kids to pediatricians be concerned? Yes, they should be concerned because the American Academy of Pediatrics, which sets the standards in all the state uh, professional bodies in the state examining boards, um, has, has required pediatricians to affirm transgender use. Every pediatrician you go to is required by their professional standards to inquire about your child's gender identity and to affirm it if it, is not, uh, if it does not accord with their biological sex. Many times you'll find that pediatricians will ask you to leave the room so that they can, um, they can examine your child in private, and that's when they talk about these issues. You should never allow your child to be alone with any licensed care provider, not a psychologist and not a pediatrician. And as I said earlier, you do not have a right to your, the medical records and the psychological records for your children. It turns out in Texas statutes, a doctor or a psychologist can exert a, private, uh, a right of privacy for your child against you. And they don't have to tell you what they say to your child in public or tell you any treatments they give them or anything. This, in my case, what, what happened was in the school, the school counselor was transitioning my son and, and exercised the right of privacy against me, and that's why the school never notified me that they were transitioning my son to a girl. And that's happening to many children in Texas public schools. So you have to watch both your doctors and your schools. This, you know, most of my listeners are, are their jaws are dropping right now. Uh, and I have to tell you, when I first heard this story, what, five years ago or whenever it was that I first caught on to it, my first reaction was, James, uh, 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 Jeff, was that there's something missing from this story. I, I, I couldn't, I just couldn't believe the story as I was reading it and writing it. And I, I reached out to several people. I know that uh, there have been several professional organizations that have been helping you, and I want to talk about those here in a minute. But the that it was all affirmed. Folks, this is absolutely real. This is what's happening. I have been following this for, I'm going to say, three years. It might have been five years, but for sure for three years I've been following this. There is no catch in this. There's no, you're not, there's not any information you're not being told. We're not giving you one side of anything. We're telling you of a true story here in the state of Texas where a father has lost his rights to his son because he does not believe that his son should be transitioned into a little girl. And it is just, it's sickening to us. So um, <clears throat> let's talk about the last couple of legislative sessions. When you were on the air with me um, after the 85th legislative session, so not this last one, but the one before that, you did not know uh, your audience here on the air. In fact, I even asked you about it. You, um, you knew you were in the Hill Country, uh, talking on the Hill Country Patriot with Matt Long. Um, and in the second half of that interview, you started telling us about a hearing where a single Republican stopped the whole process. <clears throat> and then you gave his name. And uh, Jaws dropped here. Do you can you repeat that story? Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we had a we had a Republican. I, I believe it was Representative Bell who had uh, signed on to try to get this bill through committee um, to outlaw these barbaric practices. And um, uh, Representative Murr was working with a Democrat. Um, a Democrat from Georgetown, 
to uh, to really tank this the ability to advance this legislation through the committee and work with the Democrats to get uh, a transgender army in there that created so much commotion they canceled the meeting and never took a vote to uh, to advance the legislation. Andy, Andy Murray is seeking re-election right now in uh, the district where probably two-thirds of those listening live right now uh, are representative by Andy Murr. Uh, what, what, do you have any advice on uh, their vote in the primary that's going to be on March 1st? Yeah, that's right. And, I mean, look, this is the game they play. Last session, um, you know, Murr signed up, co- actually co-sponsored uh, HB 1399, which took away um, you know, liability insurance protections from doctors who do sex change surgeries on kids. The thing is, he never did one thing to advance the bill and let it get killed in the calendar committee. Right. I never saw him once argue for it. Never. He never went to committee. He didn't show up to any of the hearings. This is the game that they play on us, man, and I'm so sick of it. And and too many voters fall for it. I mean, come on, conservatives. It's, it's been 21 years they've been playing these games with you. Can't you wake up? They sponsor conservative bills, and then they kill their own bills in committee. So that now you think they're conservative, and their big liberal donors are happy because the bills don't pass. <clears throat> Please, on both sides. You can't go by who sponsors bills. you got to go by what bills pass. Yes. What bills pass. If they don't work their bills through committee, they won't pass. He didn't even come and testify for that bill. <clears throat> he didn't have the decency to show up to the medical committee and testified to end sex change surgeries on children. But he got his... It wasn't you, important enough for him. You know, I, important enough. This, this is something that um, me as an outsider, I've never been in the legislature. I've been spending a lot of time up there for the last uh, six years, last three sessions. Um, and and uh, we say these things from the outside. We say things like, you know, it's a rigged game, and, and they decide ahead of time whose bills are going to get through and whose aren't, and... We're going to kill this bill, and we say that from the outside, and it's kind of, it's like, well, you're not really in there. You're just you're just saying things like that, and yet, over and over, over the last few years, people like Jonathan Stickland, um, people like Kyle Biederman, uh, people like, um, I'm trying to think, Brian uh, Slayton have Brian come Slayton. out and publicly said, this is how it works, that all of this is being rigged behind the scenes. They know exactly what bills they need to file to make us happy, and they know exactly how and when and where to kill bills so that it makes their big donors happy and keeps the mobs away. And and um, I I am so excited that you're running for office because um and, and because we're we need more people on the inside telling us these stories, folks. We're not. This is a rigged system in Austin, and that is being told to us by insiders, and they're not hiding their their names. It's not anonymous. Call Jonathan Stickland. Ask him about it. Call Brian Slayton. Call Kyle Biederman. They'll tell you all about it. So um, let's talk about um, who is helping you. Um, I know you've got uh, – I, I saw someone got all excited a couple of weeks ago and sent me a video. They were trying to shoot a video of their television of a commercial that had you in it, and it was put out by American Principles Project. So are those guys helping you out, and who else is helping you, and who are the good guys on this story? So, yes, the American Principles Project is 
is really focused on, on our social issues, and they recognize the importance of this issue. You know, I think Matt Walsh has also covered this stuff. And Matt Walsh says that this transgender issue is the hill to die on for, uh, for conservatives. Yes. It's really, what's really at stake here is reality. If the left wins, they will be able to define reality however they want. If they can get this country to look at a boy and, and, believe, and actually believe that that's a girl, they can propagandize and get this country to believe anything they want. This is one of the most important political issues that's ever come up. It's, what, it's even more important than gay marriage or, or many of the marriage laws that, that were passed in the 70s. This will have a massive social impact where parents will lose control of the upbringing of their children in the most fundamental way. <laughs> this is huge. People that are helping me, I've had, you know, um, Ben Shapiro's talked about it, uh, you know, at the national level, you know, uh, Tucker Carlson's talked about it, Matt Walsh has talked about it. Um, I've, uh, Jesse Lee Peterson has talked about it. At the local level, it's been really championed by Brian Slayton, by Bob Hall, by, by Biederman when he was there. Um, it's, it's been championed by people in the House who have the principles to stand up to the establishment. And it has been opposed by every single person in the establishment. You know, Dave Thielen has a 100% approval record from almost every LGBT organization in America. Wow. No, 100%. He is essentially a gay lobbyist, and he's in charge of the House of Representatives. He is also, by the way, you may find this interesting, the um, number one contributor to um, Andy Murr's campaign. In fact, the amount of money Dade Phelan gave uh, um, Andy Murr is three and a half times more than the next donor on the list. Does that does that give you maybe a little bit of insight into um, Andy Murr? It tells, that it, it tells me that Andy Murr is part of the gay mafia in the Capitol, and and people should look into his background. Mm. Um, these people these people have absolutely no scruples or limits. They'll lie to you. They have they have uh, back, very questionable sexual backgrounds. You have to look into these people very seriously when you see that kind of money coming into a campaign uh, from a guy like Dave Phelan. I mean, Dave, Dave Phelan, you know, went, really created a huge public crisis in the state by not passing that law. Yeah. He could have just passed that law and the crisis would have calmed down. He was willing to put the entire state of Texas into a giant crisis, to throw the Republican Party into a giant internal crisis to not pass a law and allow children in Texas to be, to be sexually mutilated in clinics. You've got to think about that for a second. This is a guy who is willing to sacrifice the Republican Party of Texas so that children can be sexually mutilated in gender clinics. These people are committed LGBT ideologues. You need to look into their backgrounds, find out what they were like in college, find out what their early history is, and you need to watch them like a hawk. Mr. Younger, we are uh, we are completely out of time, but I want to give you an opportunity to tell people how they can help you in a real way. I mean, you mentioned you know over a million dollars in expenses, and uh, I'm pretty sure you're not a trust fund baby. Are you a trust fund baby? No, I'm not. 
You're not. Okay. I am not. Okay. I'm so there you go. Though. I've known a few of those, and uh, I love trust fund babies, but uh, you're not one of them. So give us uh, tell tell our listeners where and how they can help you in a real way. So the, uh, you can go to the Save James page on Facebook. There's a donation link there. You can donate to my political campaign at jeffyoungerprotectors.com. You can also get involved in your schools, and you can get involved locally and make sure that these clinics have no safe place to operate in your, in your community. Make sure that the transgender ideology, you know, if, you, if you've got a pediatrician who's pushing this on kids, let everybody know about it. Tell people what's going on. And never, ever, ever leave your children alone with, with teachers, admin, uh, school administrators, pediatricians, or psychologists. Wow. Mr. Younger, stay in touch with us. Um, wish you all the best on your campaign. And um, if you need anything else from us from uh, down here in the Hill Country or from the Fredericksburg Tea Party, please don't hesitate to get in touch with you. To get, uh, get in touch with us. And thank you again for taking the time today. Thank you. So all right, folks. There you go. Wow. Wow. This is happening in Texas. This is happening in Texas. And the Republicans are allowing it. And from what we've heard today, the Republicans, many Republicans are actually behind this movement and are keeping it from getting outlawed. What do you think about your Republicans now? Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we are back. Boy, do we need to change topics or what? Um, I have on the line with me a good friend, Mr. Stephen Lehman. I've known him for quite a few years up here, been to a number of his meetings. He and his sister have organized a, um, a preppers group, and uh, they hand out free tinfoil hats at every meeting. Is that? Did I hear that right? Uh, we don't hand them out, but we have a video on how to make them. On how to, okay, well, that's good. That's good. So tell us about the Hill Country Preppers, would you please, sir? And you've got a meeting coming up tomorrow night, so go ahead and squeeze all that in. All right, sir. Uh, we've, been doing, we've been doing emergency preparedness education for almost 10 years here in the Hill Country. Uh, we talk about food, water, emergency communications, evacuations. Uh, water purification, the whole nine yards. We get to it eventually throughout the course of the year. Um, and so anybody interested, and, you know, the ice storm, the recent ice storms recently and uh, Hurricane Harvey, that it falls right into what we do and, and so that people are prepared for those ahead of time so they're not rushing off to the grocery store or the pharmacy or the gas station at the last minute. Um our meeting tomorrow night, however, is Dr. Jeffrey Atticott. Uh He is a professor out of St. Mary's. Uh, he is a, the head of the Warrior Defense Project. He defends uh, uh, soldiers uh, against war crimes, pro bono. And, uh, but he has written a new book called God and Country, the Biblical Foundations of, of Our Constitution. Mm. 
and uh, I think that uh, fits right in with the the defensive measures that we need to take against uh, uh, the the gender modification crowd. Mm, the forces of darkness. Yeah, Doctor Atticott is our is our one nod to to political conservatism. Uh, while we try to keep our meetings uh, non-political, uh, most of our group are conservatives. So uh, we like to bring in Dr. Atticott to talk about a very, various uh, topics, and uh, this year he has a new book out. So we're bringing him in to talk about his new book. It sounds, um, I think, you know, he, the, one of his, I saw one of his books that he wrote once on terrorism, and um, if I recall, it was uh, you could use it as an anchor for a large uh, boat, and it was on terrorism. He is the expert on uh, international terrorism, and um, I'm excited. That's the first I've heard about his new book. Uh, I'm hoping that he will talk a little bit about Ukraine um, because it seems like that might be an area that he is um, would would have some insight in. So tell us when and where the meeting is. Uh, the meeting is uh, tomorrow night, uh, Thursday, the 17th at 6 p.m. at Buzzy's Barbecue. Uh, that's here in Kerrville, 213 uh, Shriner Street. And go early, order, get some barbecue. I'm telling you what, Buzzy's, they have, uh, that, that's, a great, that's a great group of people over there. They have great barbecue. And um, just go ahead and order both desserts, and that way you won't have to... Um, try and figure out which one is best and uh, because they're both awesome and uh, arrive early buy some food buy your dinner and um be prepared for mr atticott he is a uh, he's a, a joy to listen to i've uh, i think i've uh, been to at least three presentations of his and he's a real expert Stephen, thank you very much for what you guys are doing over there and um we'll uh, hope you get a good crowd tomorrow night Yes, sir. We're counting on it. Thank you. All right. There you go. Stephen Lehman, Buzzy's Barbecue, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. Dr. Jeffrey Atticott, um, he is out of San Antonio. He is an international terrorist expert in a new book. That sounds really good. Hopefully this one is small enough that I can, uh, I don't have to rent a trailer to bring it home from the bookstore. Um, So there you go. Um, I got some scriptures for us today. And um, I'm going to go to Psalm 127 to start. We're going to start in the Old Testament. I got a couple of scriptures for you today. I think we need as much. I think we need as much spiritual lifting as we can possibly get um, to continue our day after after listening to Jeff Younger and the nightmare that he has been living through for the last seven years. So I'm in Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds a house. They labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to retire late, to eat the bread of painful labors, for he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth how blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them they will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies in the gate i want to read that last verse again how blessed is the man 
whose quiver is full of them. Full of what? Full of children. Blessed is the man who's got a bunch of kids. Uh, Roger Hall, I'm thinking about you right now. And uh, all my other friends who have lots and lots of children. Um, so that was Old Testament. That was uh, Psalm in the book of Psalm. And um, I'm going to go to the New Testament because there was... Um, Jesus had something to say about children. In fact, he had a lot to say about children. Bring the children to me. Um, unless you have the mind of a child, you cannot enter into heaven. Um, and I'm not reading these directly, so if I get them a little bit off, um, uh, so be it. Um, but I am now in Matthew 18 and 6. And... Uh, Jesus is talking about his children, and he says, and I'm going to go to five, and whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him to have a heavy millstone hung around his neck and to be thrown, be drowned in the depth of the sea. Anybody, anybody that, is participating in or helping forward or not fighting for or standing in the way of allow of getting laws passed in the state of Texas to protect our children from transitioning from to protect our children from this evil. I, I, I don't even have to describe it anymore. You heard today's program. You know what we're talking about. Anybody engaged in that? I, 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 the millstone around the neck, actually, I, I don't even think that's enough. For me, I, I, a millstone around the neck and thrown into the, the river is, to me, that's not even enough punishment for someone who would take their very own child and do this to them and ruin them for the rest of their lives against God's design, against the design of nature. Forget even believing in God against the design of nature they need a millstone hung around their neck and they need to be thrown into the lake into the river and to be drowned i'm going to do something i know that lorraine does on this program almost daily she just started it a while back and it kind of took me by surprise and uh, she's been starting out her program with prayer i want you to spend the next uh, minute with me in prayer I want you to spend this time in prayer with me for Jeff Younger's two boys. By the way, he didn't tell you that uh, his son James has a twin named Jude who's also having to live through all of this. So we need to pray hard. Father in heaven, looking down on us, we know you are watching this. We know you are paying attention to this. We know that you know what's going on. Give us guidance. Give us the wisdom to fight this, this scourge. We're fighting Satan right here in our county, in our city. We're fighting the principalities. We're fighting evil. Please, God, protect us all. Give us the wisdom to find out what to do. How can we help Jeff Younger? How can we stop this in the state of Texas? Father, give us wisdom, every single one of us that is engaged. Give us the wisdom 
to know how to fight this. And Father God, take these evil people out of office and replace them with good people. It's through your son, Jesus Christ, who gives me and all of us, saves every one of us. Y'all stay tuned. <laughs> 